This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Jamie Devitt and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Will? Oh, hello. Yeah, you're I think right? everyone's on. Yeah. yeah. Will, are you on? I'm on, yeah, yeah. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. We can hear everyone. Yeah, I can hear everyone. I think everyone's good. Yeah, I think everyone's good. Um, well, I know what me and Will's got up to this weekend. Um, we we went to go and see Carlisle City play. Uh, we got absolutely demolished. It was six uh, nil in yeah. the end. Uh, but you know, it got me. It gave me something to, at the very least, uh, have a preamble about. And I was wondering. If anyone would like to, I mean, because I couldn't go because like, basically I collected the camera. So like, it doesn't matter what the score is, I'm staying to the end because I have to collect the camera, take it home and I make the highlight packages. So you might kind of have an idea what question's coming. Have you ever left a game early? And if so, uh, what game was it? <laughs> and, and, and why did you end up leaving early? Um, Will, obviously you were there with me on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, have you ever left early from a game? Um, I mean, I generally try not to, even if we are losing. Um, I remember there was one game against Scunthorpe we were losing. It was like a really poor performance. I can't remember if I left early or if I was just standing near the exit waiting for the inevitable final whistle to put us out of our misery uh, I mean the only time <laughs> I properly left early was uh, one time because my car was parked in a disc zone a while ago <laughs> and I, I, I always try and like you know stay till the end but yeah there was there was one time before I lived in Carlisle that was <laughs> different circumstances I yeah. suppose Max have you ever left early? I have left early, and it wasn't just early; it was at half time. And, uh, <laughs> it was um, it was Accrington away, and we were three 0 down at half time, and it was pissing down. Was and that... um, we'd ha- we basically just had enough. So was that the Keith Curl men's genitalia match? I think it might have been. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to remember like what year it was, but yeah, I think it must have been. I know it was Accrington the beaters. But, um prompted that <laughs> yeah I think it, yeah we just, just kind of thought oh I can't be bothered with this because the away stand the away stand at Accrington is terrible as well I don't know if anyone's ever been to it where it's just mm-hmm. scaffolding like and then so when it rains it like floods so it's like 
And, and it was 3-0, of course. Sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. Liam, have you ever left early? Uh, just once. It was the... Um, I think uh, even then it wasn't too far from the end. It was the Swindon game under Keith Millen, the uh, 3-0 one where Harry McCurdy absolutely battered us. And it was as well because... the burger at him. I wish I was. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> Um, but as well, though, we were queuing for Barra tickets as well, so just getting out there early was part of it. But I, I, I like, like Will said, you try not to wear uh, just in case. But there was never any universe where we ended up coming back from it in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for your stories, boys. Uh, I'll kick the show off properly. Oh, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is of course episode 126 and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. If you haven't guessed it already, that's right. It's time to introduce Max Wills and Liam. Welcome back to the podcast, boys. Thank you for coming back. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to have you, lads. It's always a pleasure to have you. And um, I mean, it's that time of the show. It's right at the start. We've got traditions around here. We like to kick things off with a good time. And that can only mean it's time for one thing and one thing only. That's right. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Um, this one. <laughs> Jesus. I, I reread <laughs> it. I reread it and. Um, yeah, it's 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 I like I like it. I like it. We'll put it that way. I like it. There's no swearing in it, so um, you know, but, but still, uh, listeners' discretion is advised. You might want to skip forward for the next uh, do one of those 15 second skips <laughs> now. Um, if you if you're sensitive he is anyway, a good book is like a good puppy. It's easy to pick up. But it's hard to put down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that coming. <laughs> that was a lot more tame than I expected after that I massive know, yeah. build up. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Well, okay, you know, at least it wasn't as bad Liam's as I thought a it proud was. Dog father, so must have been hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're going to steer away from those murky waters, though, lads, and onto the steady ship of the Blue Army podcast show. And that can mean it's time for the part of the show where we all get to learn what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup. With Wills and Liam. What have we got this week, boys? Um, Alright, start this one off. Yeah, you start this off. Um, I've got a match match in focus to do, but yeah, Liam's yes. has a look at the news. Right. I love Mine's how your fairly intro, sure. Your intro every week is like, are you gonna go first or should I go first? Can I go first? <laughs> yeah, we don't plan this. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it this way. It it, it adds yeah. realness to the uh Oh definitely, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I like it. I, I I definitely appreciate the fact that you can both, you know, just think on your feet and improvise it like it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's mine this week is fairly short. Um it's the weird transfer of Jesse Deborah to Port Vale on a two-year deal outside of the transfer window. In a, 
they haven't bought him. That's the big thing to take from this. It's it's a strange, curious case of a transfer that I've had to kind of research. And it's the fact that Port Vale will have to pay money to Halifax, where he's come from, despite it being a free transfer. Now, I don't know whether this is just a way of getting around the sort of window kind of thing, but he's left on a free transfer. He's failed a lot of medicals during the window, particularly at Barnsley, where he went to. But it, it, that's obviously been overlooked a little bit of Port Vale now. What I think it is, he's been released on a free transfer but because they're a non-league club and because he's 22. So he's it's, it's a certain different rules with players under 23. He's a young player. So they're taking a young player for free off a club. So they're going to have to pay a compensation fee. Um, yeah. Which as of now hasn't been agreed yet. I don't I don't know how he can play for them when the the fee hasn't been agreed. But um apparently there's gonna be some sort of tribunal sort of thing to discuss to discuss how much uh, they owe him, which apparently according to Port Vale's announcement won't impact if he's able to play for the team or not. But it's just it's something I've never heard of that they're agreeing the fee after he's gone. It's it yeah. just seems a very weird transfer. I mean, I think when we when Aaron Hayden went to Wrexham, I think that was determined by it. Well, it will have been determined by a tribunal. Whether that tribunal took place at a later date um, yeah. after he went to Wrexham, but yeah, I mean, like it, it is like I say because he's under twenty three that um, he doesn't want to play for Halifax because he's you know he's, he's better than that level. Yeah, he wants better than that level. So he's. Um, Turned down a contract offer, which makes him a free agent. But because he's under 23, Halifax is still entitled to compensation when he does find a club. Yeah, and it shows as well that uh, even though the transfer window shut, clubs, uh, Carlisle included, could still be looking to pick up a few free agent signings that maybe they missed out on during the window. But that's, that, yeah, that's, my, that's my sort yeah. of fairly short contribution this week. Wills, do you want to yeah. kick it off with your match? Um, yeah, so I've I've gone to look at Derby v Portsmouth. Um, I see Derby are our next opponent, so thought it'd be interesting to have a little look at them. Also, it's a pretty big game, two of the bigger clubs in the division. Um, Derby went into this on in tenth place, um, Portsmouth in fifth. Pompey are unbeaten, and the um up in the playoffs, but they have drawn half their games and. Um, among their most recent games is a goalless draw at home to Cheltenham, which if you look at you know how Cheltenham are doing, Cheltenham are yet to score a goal. Derby will have big expectations, but just haven't really gotten going this season. Um, Mid table will be you know well below, well below where they wanted to be, and lost two out of the last four games. The game itself, there, there were a few chances, but. Not too many. Um, first half was mostly Derby, but the chances they did create a, a bit of poor finishing. Uh, one a ball fell to Conor Hurihan, and it's cut back into the area. And midfielder Hurihan kind of comes into the box and he kind of scuffs it, but it takes a deflection off a defender and hits the bar. And that was the best chance anyone had in. Probably the opening hour, um, uh, Portsmouth had a couple of chances, um, another chance also in the first half, 
by uh, Craig Forsyth of Derby. Um, following a free kick, another one where he blasts it over, like really, you know, really gives it a welly. And so up until that point, that was the story of the match, apart from on the 34th minute, uh, Conor Hurihan, um, the game gets stopped for him to receive treatment. Um, three minutes again, he needs treatment again and decided he can't continue, so he comes off. I haven't seen any news about that injury yet, which obviously be of interest to Carlisle fans, and he is a big player for them, so he had to go off injured. Um, it all came to light, really, in the 86th minute when um, uh, Tom Barkhausen on the right-hand side, which is where a lot of Derby's threats had come from in the highlights, um, hits it low into the box and... Um, it's flicked towards goal by Derby striker Martin Waghorn. Uh, deflects off a defender's hand. Derby awarded the penalty. Penalty scored, 86th minute. Derby had had most of the chances. Uh, they've had most of the... Well, they've had most of the possession up until that point. Um, it's looked to be cruising to a win. And then they just sit back. And following on from there... Um, Pompey have a good chance to score in injury time. Um, just just through Derby not clearing their lines, you know, half clearances, Pompey can just kind of like rampage back into the box. Um, it cross comes in from Ogilvy, which is he- headed down by Terry Devlin, down and then bounces over the bar. But the pressure eventually pays in the fifth minute of injury time. Um, another cross just... Pompey just coming forward, um, overloading the box, and there's a lot of deflections in these chances, and you know a bit of luck. And um, this one, it just goes through everyone. The cross, and firstly, a Pompey player gets his foot to it just to kind of keep it alive, and it falls kindly to Colby Bishop, who has no trouble at close range, smacking it in the back of the net, uh, leveled it up. Q massive celebration for Portsmouth. Heartbreak, frustration for Derby, who've now drawn as many games as they've won. Just looking at that, Derby's problems, I think there were just poor chance conversion and then sitting back. Neither team was brilliant. Um, um, the main thing of interest to us is Hurihan's injury, um, which it's... It adds to a growing injury list as well from Derby, so they could be coming into their game at Brunton Park with some issues, a bit of poor form, well, not poor form, but indifferent form, but at the same time, you know, desire to maybe go and do something. So, you know, you've got to watch them still. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely be looking for a win against us, won't they? No doubt about that. I think there's yeah. two thousand that are meant to be coming down, something like that. So yeah, they've they've come they've well come up. Sorry, uh, they'll be coming yeah. up for a win. There's no doubt about that. But I think we can use that to our advantage. Hopefully, this weekend. Yeah, just to confirm, uh, Hurihan will be missing missing the weekend game. Um, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> just to add to that uh, point of poor chance conversion. Sorry, they had one shot on target from an xG of two point four. Yeah, I mean, some of the chances... mental. I've never seen that before. Like, they've got one shot on target from that is dreadful. Yeah, I mean, like, some of the chances they did have, 
Uh, I'd say that early Conor Hurlihan chance, it was actually, it, it actually did better than, than it deserved to, to hit the bar because he totally scuffs it and the Derby defender deflects it onto the bar. Um, I mentioned the chance for Forsyth. Good chance this will, you know, this will be adding to their XG and he blasts it over. And most of the highlights were like that. They were creating good chances, just some some really wasteful finishing and from Portsmouth as well. That's it. Beautiful. Well, we all got to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the League Ooh. One Roundup. With Wills and Liam. Get in, lads. Well done. Well, we're going to pass over uh, to that time of the show, lads. It's uh, it's the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's Million Pound <laughs> idea. Come on, Max. <laughs> Thanks for that amazing intro. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so firstly... So this this one's coming from Jamie Drinkle today. Maybe something for a game like Derby at home. So he wants like like crowd surfers for big games, so like you know the big like um, flags and stuff like seeing big games maybe in the championship or the prem. I was thinking about this actually. Like where would you even put it? Probably the Andrew Jenkins is the only sort of one you could probably put it in. But and the people under it might be a bit annoyed. But they can't see the pitch, but <laughs> you, don't, you don't put it on the game. The game wouldn't even be happening. They'd be like, put it down, I can't see. They don't get it, it'd be in a part of something. Yeah. I, I always think that, you know, when they, they have those like massive flags, I'd hate to be under that. It's like, it's good for everyone else who's looking at it, but uh, yeah, my favorite. I remember Bradford have in the playoff semi final. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal are kind of, yeah, I think yeah. Arsenal are the originators of it and they've had these huge flags but I've seen one it was Slough Town have one (laughs) (laughs) I've seen like some of them because like you know you see like videos and stuff at like games and that I'm pretty sure like a lot of them are see-through as well these days you know what I mean that sort of like material with loads of little holes in it and it makes it kind of see-through when it's they only wave them when there's a goal as well yeah true or at least Arsenal do that's the Standard approved way of using the massive flag. Well, like the, the, there's, there's all there's all kinds of stuff you could add to like the drama of goal scoring. I'm pretty sure someone commented last week about like the Tannoy person maybe having uh like more music or something depending on the goal scorer. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff, but like you yeah. know, where's 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 the limit? What do we do? You know, do people have like signature fireworks? And, and you know, <laughs> if you can get a sponsor, you know. If, <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff you could do: lasers, release some balloons, bubbles, fire. You know, can you imagine? Can you imagine imagine giving Melish a flare? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine being like five nil down, and you score a goal, and the fireworks go off. (laughs) (laughs) Goal music playing, like fire comes, bubbles, smoke. John Mellis is sponsored by the Bubblegum Firework Factory. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Next one, Carl Digby Rigby. Um, what a great so he... name. <laughs> <laughs> Digby Rigby. I can't verify, great. by the way. I can't verify oh, these names. Right, okay. I can't verify these names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just Instagram names, but 
if it is your real name, mate, that's that's absolutely class. I'm jealous. So he 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 uh, messaged me saying um, Simo should use the um, the bench closer to the Warwick, uh, and I think that's actually the one where the linesman is as well. Um, and I think I've noticed that before as well. Like you see the away the away manager like in the ear of the the linesman all the time, and you just think, well, with where it hooked, like is, is that maybe an advantage? I don't know. Because mm. um, and surely as the home team, as you always you know, been. You want to get every sort of advantage you can get. But it was it was that side where they um they blocked off a load of standing, wasn't it? Because that's the side where Steve Evans had like a penny yeah. for a night or something. Yeah. So right. that's why it <laughs> tweaks in my mind that that side was like the away kind of thing, and that might go yeah. back years. I don't know, but they, you know it it, it 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 is up to Simo. But to be fair, mate, if you're going to do anything with them dugouts, you just need to sort of like <laughs> update <laughs> them, don't you? Really, like you just need to update yeah, them. Very, yeah, they're very. Yeah, yeah, and, and well, then, at least know, update the whole one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the last that one's quite sense. a good one actually. The last, the the next idea that I've got, pretty good one. I don't know if, well, you probably do remember. Um, there used to be a club shop in the lanes, oh. and um, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get a, either a home or a, or an away top since the start of the season. Haven't been able to do it, and um, I used to love the club shop, and that could be a a way of sort of dealing with this sort of new massive demand they've got because I think this season's been um, way bigger than any other season they've had before in terms of merchandise and kits and stuff. Yeah. So I definitely think it's club shop. Another one. Go on, Will, what are you saying? I say it's good to see the amount of interest and demand there is for in the club and for club-related things, but it's important not to let that fizzle out. Yeah, I think like also, also as well. Cause have you watched that Welcome to Wrexham yet? The 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 season two. Like, they do mention they do mention in that right. They do mention in that that they sold like twenty thousand Wrexham shirts, and it is a case of like the manufacturer just can't like make like you can't order anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's no more that the yeah. club the club yeah. the club can't now order another, you know what I mean, like six or seven, they can only order maybe like 2,000 at a time. There'll be some kind of contract that says they can only order a certain amount at a time or something. Mm. Some limitations, basically, that means, you know, Umbro just don't have the facilities to make another crazy amount of car yeah. I don't think it's a yeah. problem. Yeah. The, club, the, club, the, club, the club will happily put the money back, the money back into making them shirts again. Um, I do seriously think though at this stage with Christmas just around the corner, the third kit idea that we spoke about last week could really yeah. help the sort of like stop people from maybe, because I think what's happening is they come into store and it's people that maybe have already got two or three shirts are getting another two or three shirts. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's got a big part. That's yeah, got a big part of it. <laughs> Yeah, what? well, there you How go. Many have you got, Liam? <laughs> I've got I've got one of the away top, and I've got two of the home tops. Why oh, you and it's me. There's you and Nick's, You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's there's people there's people like that, you know, and there's people that like, <laughs> like that. Them, and they're sending them abroad, and you yeah. know, there's people like Liam, sorry, and there's yeah. people that are buying them, sending Liam's them abroad. There's that going on, so I feel like you know, give people something else to buy, and it'll give those other people a chance to maybe you know catch up and get get the actual kits that you want because. The people won't buy 
like a fourth yeah. away top. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, in, um, in then. That's. But I don't think I don't think it's a I don't think sorry I don't think it's a case of uh, the shop um, not being able to deal with the capacity of the shirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, having a second shop is literally just having more staff to employ, more rent to pay. Um, sell the same amount of heat. You're selling, yeah. It's the same yeah. pot. It's the same pot. You, you're putting yourself in competition with yourself, and it is it is yeah. convenient to have a shop there in the lanes. But what if they just relocate it to the lanes? That's the thing. That's the yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happens if to redevelop the Warwick's toilets and to redevelop the Warwick's facilities, you have to get rid of the oh. club shop being there or something? Well, and you, you can put like a club shop. But you've got the... you've still got the trust. You've still got the trust thing there as well, so that won't work because you've still got that trust building in the way between mm. the Warwick and the trust. I've building, always thought so... the club shop's been far too small. Anyways, though, like and and there's mm. there's big off. empty shops in the lanes, like. There's a couple of shops that have just like kind of shut down. Is it is Debenham still? It's probably a bit too big, but is that still there? Debenham's <laughs> <laughs> too big. Is Debenham's too big. <laughs> well, it's a bit, but like, no, but it's, no, it's, it's derelict, super isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's still any it's Premier League so superstar. All right, we'll, we'll we'll have the downstairs then. Someone else can have the upstairs. <laughs> but that's Someone what I mean, though. Downstairs. There's still there's plenty more examples. That's just the one that came to mind. There's a lot of empty shops in the lanes. Yeah, yeah, like suitable shop. size ones. <laughs> I mean, I know somebody who used to work for Monsoon in the lanes, and apparently, they're like, apparently, they designed really badly, like working in there is a pain in the ass because the loading bays are like miles You're away or something. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. She used to work in Monsoon, and she said that, like, that's the reason why the lanes always kind of struggles to get people to fill the shops because they're overpriced and. A lot of them are really, you know, a lot of them units are really tiny and there's like design issues that make them not yeah. actually that good to use what the about shops. The, um, the, the one next to Outrageous, the Edinburgh Mill shop, that'll be, that'll, that'll do. Oh, that'll be fine. Not bad in the town, yeah, but that's yeah. cheap enough. That'll be cheap enough to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you kind of like wouldn't mind it being towards that bottom end of Warwick Road because. You know, that is still the area that's going to be busy on match days. Yeah, it doesn't um, mean you have to go through town to pick up a scarf or something. It's, it'll be more convenient being out there, maybe. Yeah. But the thing oh, is like, that, though, could you not have tank. the club shop in the town centre and then have stalls on match days? Just like a van or two, like kind of thing? Like Because if, you, if you're worried about people who are buying things on a match day... Just have like a stall or like because there's a inside the pioneer stand there's a club shop. Kind of, I think I think it's connected to the actual building, but there's like there's like a stall that they sometimes use inside the pioneer stand or the Andrew Jenkins stand. So you could have like the club shop somewhere else and then on a match day yeah. have little things around the ground to sell merch. They've got the fun zone as well. You could have something there, like maybe yeah, like exactly. a, yeah. a portable thing where you walk in and like a like a shipping container type. I think really like the array just... bus. Do you remember the array bus when we released them shirts that they just whacked in the town centre that you could oh, go in yeah. and walk in? <laughs> Something like that in the fan zone. I love that the the, the array bus. I hate the array kits, but the array bus was class. Yeah, <laughs> bring that back. Well, yeah, if you get like some something like a truck or something, you can take it to away games and that with you as well. And you know, you'd hope that it'd pay for itself, really. And you know, it'd be it would be a yeah. booster. It would be a big booster. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. I think the big kind of like innovation from that is the truck to go to away games. 
Yeah. Selling away kit. Well, that'd be the, that'd no, be the away, thing. Yeah. Um, thingy hats, bucket hats. Yeah, that's what we'd want. That's what we'd want. And and just, yeah, but just, imagine just... how annoying it would be if you saw a, a big derby bus selling selling merch at Brunton Park. <laughs> 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 Don't forget, it'd be very popular for the away the away supporters. I suppose. Yeah, you've got to tuck it somewhere. You've got to tuck it away somewhere. Yeah. I that's probably... a service station that they all stop at. Well, like, you'd have to get the <laughs> message out there. It'd be more inconvenient then. There's no point. There's no point in being scorched. Max has shot the idea down. Right? It's, Max, it's, it's Max's minus million dollar idea. <laughs> but, uh, is, is that everything? Sorry, Max. You said that was it. Didn't yeah, you? no. That's it. Yeah, that's it for me this week. Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been another good one, Max. And uh, as always, I do have to apologise because it's the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Get in. So right, we're going to keep powering on. We're going to keep powering through. Uh, we're going to power through the Carlisle United related news, gentlemen. And uh, top of the list, the biggest news story potentially of the week off the field is the fact that Joshua Coyote is expected to be sidelined with a shoulder injury for upwards of 12 weeks. Uh, we were all disappointed on transfer deadline day where we didn't get to bring in a second striker. That has really came back uh, to bite us in the ass now. But uh, Liam, who do you think might shine in this? In this? In this? Well, Plange's already had his opportunity. Do you think he's going to stay in the squad? Do you think you know Butterworth's going to maybe get a chance? Do you think it's going to give anyone else a chance to shine? Well, I don't think Butterworth's anywhere near it. But you, you, you say Plange's being given a chance. He's already. I'm sure we're going to talk about it later. But he scored in the in this game, so I don't see why you would drop him after that, especially with nobody else like Coyote, sort of pushing to get into the team. Um. Maybe you maybe you do give a chance to a I don't know who Butterworth someone like that but no Joe Garner maybe with him scoring goals but I think it is it's got to be Plange and I think it's shown that you know when Coyote was injured he immediately went back to Plange it, it shows that he is the next choice so it, it probably will be him un- until Coyote's back maybe yeah, maybe uh... even faster. Yeah, Max, do you think you know this injury to Coyote maybe means that um, the, the the number one target, the number one thing to do in January is is have a striker signed up nice and early? Yeah, he'll definitely be looking for a striker and seeing the availability there. Um, but for me, you know, Terrier Blade, you know, his eyes should be lighting up now. Uh, not that he would want anyone to get injured, but it's a, I know he's a different type of player, um, but. I think it's a real opportunity for him because, um, like um, Liam just mentioned, Garner there. But you know, we've said in the past, um, probably not a ninety-minute player. Um, a blade, we haven't seen him in ninety minutes yet. I don't think, um, but I still think similar plan. He'll be picking Plunge and Maguire um, as his go-to. I think, um, yeah. but definitely opportunity for a blade. Yeah, uh, Will, would you expect to see Plunge and Maguire start the next one? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, like Max says, um, a blade is going to be uh, going to be knocking on the door, um, looking to looking to start games. But I feel like Plunge is probably most likely to, and he has got that goal, so it's his opportunity to show what he can do. Yeah. Uh, so that's you know, it, we all wish Coyote a 
a, a very what quick recovery. That's what you say, isn't it? A very quick recovery. Yeah. Um, in law news, uh, Max Killsby and Kai Newton both played for Allen as they had their largest victory of the season so far against Sterling Albion. They won 3-0. Uh, Killsby played the full match and Kai Newton was brought off after just 60 minutes. But it's uh, great news about both of their development. In ex-Carlisle related news, or as ex-Blues news, as we like to call it round here, um, the pick of the bunch, I'll say. Because there's a lot of players involved in FA Cup duties up and down that we're all having newsworthy weekends, goal scoring weekends. But a hat trick hero popped up in the FA Cup second qualifying round. A man very familiar to Carlisle fans, a bit of a legend around these parts. Simon Grand scored a hat trick for Lancaster City within the first half. It took him 28 minutes, the first of which was a bicycle kick. He scored directly from a corner. He's 39 years of age and seems to hopefully be guiding Lancaster City through to the first round proper. If he gets through to the first round proper in a home tie, I'll definitely be going and I hope you lads uh, join us. We'll be our own little Simon Grand uh, army. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, in Carlisle, United related news, gentlemen, uh, Paul Simpson came out this week and said the biggest threat to Carlisle United in League One is refereeing decisions. That's right. It isn't the opponents anymore. The confidence is very much instilled in the squad. Uh, it's the refereeing standards. Now, Will, yeah. how, how do you go about improving refereeing standards in League One? I mean, how do you think you could do it? I mean, you put us on the spot there. Um, I'll, tell you what I, I'll tell you what I think. I'll give you all a chance to think. Um, basically, I think the only way to logistically and feasibly do it is to have VAR in some way, shape or form without the head office. I'm not talking about a head office call. I'm talking about having some kind of portable television, a tablet that the, the linesman or like the fifth official has or something like that some kind of thing that they can run onto the pitch and the referee can run towards them. It can be a quick decision. They get 90 seconds to look over the replays. And I think, I honestly do think that it'll get rid of, you know, at least, I don't know, eight in 10 problems in the league. Yeah. Because at the moment, it seems to be, everything seems to be 50-50 at the moment. And it doesn't seem to be going very well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's logistically a way they could yeah. do it. Um, you know, they've got I follow at all these games, they've got match coverage at all these games. There's you know, they could view it over. Um, so yeah, well, with with that, um, in, in mind, do you think there's anything else you could do? Um, well, I mean, I feel like the standard of refereeing went down massively when they introduced VAR into the Premiership because it they just promoted all the decent refs out of the AFL and the standard of refereeing in the AFL seems to have been lowered ever since. You know, should they be getting those referees back? Should those referees just be sitting doing VAR in the Premier League now? Or should that be something that they can only maybe do once a month, but the rest of the time they're refereeing in the AFL? 
Well, maybe that's another thing to say is that why can't they just do it themselves pitch side as well? Why can't they up up the top of the league? You know, if it's the referee on the pitch that's still the one, you know what I mean, making the decision yeah. rather than being overruled by VAR. Why the referee's eyes are just as capable as the people sitting in the crow's nest or whatever you want to bloody call it. Yeah. So why can't he just run up to a screen like you see? We've seen it. They do have this yeah. rule where they tell the referee to come over and look yeah. at the footage and then it happens. So why don't we just cut out the middle man? Get those referees back in the league, and then just have just 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 have that situation. I mean, um, I mean, Max, like, doing a weigh in on this. Like, how do you think you can improve the refereeing standards in the league? Yeah, um, for me, well, they keep changing the rules, don't they? For a start, I don't. I think sometimes the referees don't even know what the current rules are. It seems like, but I just I just don't understand how. I mean, I know this has probably come up because of that penalty, um, penalty penalty call we had. But I don't, I don't understand how that can't be given. Like, there's, like you get good referees and bad referees, but he, he can't, surely can't know the rules of football if he's not given that. Like, it's like worse than bad. It's like, it's like he's, um, he's, he's like going against us on purpose. It's just ridiculous. And there has, there has to be consequences for things like that. Like, there has to be some sort of like. Um, investigation or something because it's just not on really. Like, it wouldn't yeah. happen in any other sport. Um, I, and mean, I don't think they're held accountable for it. I mean, consistency is a thing that everyone always complains about. Um, you saw in the Premier League this weekend, and Arsenal had a goal disallowed where it's it's come off a defender. I say defender, it was Gabriel clearing it, so it was like a midfielder or something. But it's come off a um can't even remember who they were playing. Um Everton, it's come off an Everton, Everton player, but because it wasn't deliberately hit by the Everton player with a deflection, then the Arsenal player is still offside. And that reminds me of a game we played last season where I think it was late in Orient, and a goal stood that it looked like it was a mile offside, but apparently it took a slight deflection off Corey Whelan. Um, therefore, the goal stood. And, yeah, it's just kind of consistency. So, like, does the deflection have to be deliberate, or can the ball just kind of, like, lightly brush a player's knee and now he's playing everyone on side. You know, we just don't know the answer to these questions. Um, it, it is complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Referee in Liam, do you have you got anything you want to say about it? Yeah, let me let me politely disagree with everyone for a moment here. Um, <laughs> the referee's <laughs> fine. The referee's No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Job, so <laughs> I think I just, <laughs> I'm gonna rant a little bit here, right? But they are at the top level doesn't work. It's it's constantly getting things wrong. And I think the issue really, to, to kind of agree with Max a little bit here, the rules aren't clear enough. Like the, the rules just aren't clear. You, you can't have things that are subjective be decided by a computer. If, you know, you, you talk about the handball rule, if, if, if it's in a clear and obvious decision, that's, that's completely a subjective opinionated thing that a computer, you know, however you look at it, People are going to have different opinions on it. That's you can't have that as a rule if it's going to be too um, subjective. You look at offside, you know, interfering with player kind of thing. Again, it's something that's quite subjective. And you know, you talk about the clear and obvious kind of things. A lot of the time, it doesn't 
uh, work like that. So in my opinion, I think the only way to fix refereeing decision is to, I would get rid of VAR completely because in my opinion, it, it, it wastes a lot of time and it's been caught, sort of tried and tested for a little bit now and it just doesn't seem to work at any level, even though they're trying to now bring it into the championship and looking to go lower. I think the issue is if anyone's offside in anything, the goal can't stand. Make make rules a lot more rigid. Any handball is a handball. Or, you know, you just need to make rules a lot more binary instead of it being, oh, well, was it a clear and obvious? Or was it in a natural position? Was he interfering with play kind of thing? The things that you can debate with people, you shouldn't be able to debate rules because it should be, it's either yes or no. Does it hit his hand? Yes or no. Is he in any way offside, yes or no. It, it can't be subjective and you certainly can't ask a computer to d- decide something subjective like that. And that's why it just, that's why it looks rigged at every level because you can't, you just can't do it. You could maybe have, you could get rid of referees completely and just have a computer do it if that's the way to go forward. That would maybe work. It's the issue with having both. You can't have both because sometimes they'll, uh, they'll go against each other and then sometimes you'll get it where a referee goes to look at a decision on the sidelines and you just think, well, what's the point in the people up in the room making the call? Um, but yeah, that, that that's what I've done. And, and as well with VR, it's not sustainable in the lower leagues because there isn't the camera angles for it. Like, I, I know we're going to go on to go and talk about the penalty this week, but realistically, there's no angle from the side. You're only looking at it from the back because there's only one eye for the camera. Now, you can't really make a 100% call on whether that's a penalty or not like we we would we'll all probably agree that it should have been a penalty but with a camera angle like that in a like you said a 30 second frame you can't expect the referee to sort of decide whether that's a penalty or not because the the camera angles just isn't there in the lower leagues and even when the camera angles are there in the premier league they still can't make a decision about it because they faff on for about five minutes get stupid amounts of added time on and it's it's just a complete mess altogether but that that so my yeah, my in yeah in conclusion make the rules more simple get rid of computers and just just make it simpler that's the way make things simpler that's the way forward I've sat, I honestly I sat here in complete silence <laughs> just wait 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 to get this up, actually. <laughs> old man rant <laughs> <laughs> just to go off on my own little tangent there but yeah, just make, just make it simpler. I mean, like yeah. we could go into, we could ask more questions, and we could prompt you about how to make it more simpler. But we're not going to do that this week. We're going to move <laughs> on. We're going to move on uh, because it's time for the first game of the show, gentlemen. It's time for FIFA higher or lower. Congratulations, last. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week you guys managed to complete FIFA, I think it was FIFA 15 in, in four episodes of the podcast. You're in competition with yourself, gentlemen. Uh, it doesn't really matter what order you go in, so you can kind of volunteer yourselves to go first, second and third, because like I said, you're in competition with yourselves. So you've got four shows and we're doing FIFA 19. Uh, and if anyone that doesn't know the aim of the game, the aim of the game is basically a classic game of higher or lower based on a certain player's FIFA ratings. And this version of the game is FIFA 19. So we're going to kick things off this week. Um, right. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. I'll go first. In the order of people that reacted, Liam, Max and Will. That's how it's going this week. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, we're going to kick things off this week. It's Danny Granger. And these are 63. So that's your freebie. The next one is Tom Parkey's. That's the one I had in my mind. Um, I think Tom Parks is higher. And you'd be correct, he is higher. So we'll move on. It's Max. Higher or lower than Tom Parkey's? Mike Jones. Um... I think Mike Jones is lower. I think he's 63. And you'd be correct. Mike Jones is lower. Will. Yeah. Higher or lower than Mike Jones? Adam Collins. Oh. Um, I'm I'm going to say lower because I think... Because it's, it's usually based on, like, ultimately... What's the highest level of play? Down? You know what? I'm going to go yeah. lower. Lower, lower, lower. Going lower for Adam Collins. And you'd be correct. Well done. <laughs> Everyone's got one right. So we'll go back to Liam with Anthony Gerrard. Is he higher or lower than Adam Collins? I think Adam Collins was 61. Um, and like Will said, it's about the level he played at. So Anthony Gerrard will probably be higher. So you're saying higher for Anthony Gerrard, and you'd be correct, sir. Well done. We're going to move over to Max. We're going to ask you, Gary Little. Higher or lower than Anthony Gerrard? I think I'm going to go lower. You're going to say lower for Gary Little? And you're the first casualty of the episode, I'm afraid, oh. Max. And higher and higher. Gary Little <laughs> higher than Anthony Gerard. At some point, it might have to come crashing down. Have you actually it... put them all in, like, ascending is it with the next? <laughs> is it with the next player? We'll find out, won't we? Uh, Will? Yeah. Peter Grant? Lower. Lower than Gary Little, you're saying. And he is yeah. lower. Then Gary Little, well done. So over to Liam, Stefan Skugel, higher or lower than Peter Grant? Stefan Skugel was a 66, I think. I think he's higher. It possibly actually knows them. <laughs> Both of these guys are like shooting off the numbers like bad boy cowboys. Like, like, That's what I thought. Little, Little and Granger, yeah, I thought, yeah. 65. Like, I thought that was really He's nice. bold, he's brave, and he's correct, sir. He is correct. 
Stefan Skugel is highly or higher rated than Peter Grant or was in FIFA 19. Will, back to you. Nathan yeah. Thomas, is he higher or lower in rating than Stefan Skugel? I think he must be higher. Saying higher yeah. for Nathan Thomas. And you'd be wrong, I'm afraid, ah! mate. <laughs> You're out. You're out. And uh, I mean, normally, uh, based on how we played it last time, it was kind of like, well, Liam's the winner. And that's the end of the game for this week. That's where we stop. The team has been disbanded. This is not a solo player's game. That's the end of the game this week. So we're going to kick things off next well. week with Nathan Thomas. You've done really well. Uh, you know, you've done, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, you smashed it, yeah? You've absolutely smashed it. So I guess I'm going to have to make another one of those sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully we'll find out next week if you manage to do it in two episodes and beat your record of four episodes from the FIFA 15. So, lads, we're going to move on away from the fun stuff and into the meaty, meaty, meat and bones of the episode. That's right. It's time for the match report, the meaty, meaty match report. Um, <laughs> uh, it's... It, uh, as I always do here on the Blue Army podcast, I'm going to give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their one all draw that happened this weekend away at Lincoln City. In goal was Anderson with a back five of back Lavelle, Huntington, Mellish, and Armour. Midfield three of Gibson, Guy, and Moxon, and a front pairing of Maguire and Plange. We'll jump straight into the match, gentlemen, because it was quite early on in the game where Owen Moxon had a free kick just to the right of the Lincoln City box and uh, swung it in towards the front post, bending it just inside the wall. It was perfect delivery and a really good finish for Plange. He scored for Carlisle United. He's off and running and hopefully we're going to see a lot more from him to come. Uh, an early goal, uh, gentlemen, and uh, it's it's for Plange. Will, yeah. how do you think this is going to affect his confidence? Did you feel like if he didn't score in this game, there would have been a higher possibility of a rotation in the team going into the match against Derby? But because of the goal, he's probably concreted his place in the squad. Um, yeah, I mean, with strikers, it's all about confidence. Well, you know, especially getting started with your goal scoring. So when a striker gets his first goal of the season, it's usually, I think, a good idea to, you know, stick with him, especially if you've got, like, other strikers that maybe you can make an argument for the blade coming in or anything, but Planch will have that extra confidence over anyone else, well, any of the other younger strikers, I think like Maguire and Garner will both be feeling fairly confident as well, I'd hope. But yeah, I think that just shades it for Planche. I think I said that already, didn't I? 
Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you put you on the spot again. I don't know what we're going to talk about the, in uh, earlier on in the episode sometimes. So I, I don't realise that I'm not yeah. leaving the door open very much <laughs> in the episode sometimes. So, no, we're until you get until the disallowed penalty. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. Well, we're going to see that because we're, we're pretty much there now. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that now. Uh, it was yeah. it was a nice uh, throw from Finn back, fired into the direction of plans you did well to win it uh but moxon again turning supplier uh flicked it on and i mean he's just gone through the back of him he's took his legs it is at the edge of the box but even you know if if he didn't feel like it was in the box and at the very least it's a free kick but it is just dead in the box plan stays down he plays his part um or sorry is it Maguire that stays down yeah Yeah. Maguire stays down and plays his part um (laughs) Lads, oh Liam, have you got anything <laughs> more you can necessarily add uh, about the situation? Do you feel like this is what you didn't say at least earlier on? If Carlisle United went two nil up here, that was the game. Yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd have probably won it. Um, they probably should have won it anyways. To be fair, but it, it's one of them ones where them are the kind of decisions that shape you know, these kind of games. And, and and I saw a stat before as well. Lincoln have had the most penalties this season. Carlisle haven't had a single one this season yet. So, you know, it, it's whether it's a thing of reputation or I, I don't know, it, it just does seem like, yeah, it, it really would have changed the game. It really would have put us beyond sort of uh, their reach. And especially because we were very much on the up at that point as well. Like if, the, if that continues and our momentum keeps going, we maybe could have even went on to score three yeah. or four. Not long before half time as well, which would have been a good time to score the second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, assuming that we just scored the penalty. But you've seen how good we are at penalties. Oh, definitely. Well, just to be a devil's advocate, um, Max, who do you think would have took the penalty? It's a good question. Um, I'd say it'd be either Moxon or Maguire. Um, But, like, you know, we have, like Liam said, we haven't had a penalty yet, so we don't know who would take it. Um, I was kind. I would presume he would score it. Um, basically, yeah, I think we do score it, and then we turn it up and we win the game, like Liam said. So, for that decision not to be given, very disappointing. And I think yeah. um, Simo held back he, in his interview. To be fair, even though you could tell he was fuming, I think he wanted to say a lot more. But he's been in trouble in the past, hasn't he, with stuff like that? So. Yeah. So he's just instead said that referees are above him holding us back. He's <laughs> 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 not work. singled anyone out. <laughs> well, whatever Simo said in the changing room or the dressing room at halftime uh, didn't well, very much have much effect uh, for very long uh, because things went pear-shaped just four minutes into the second half. A huge gap just opened up between the defence and the midfield and allowed the Lincoln City player just to strike one from, I know it's 30 yards out, but it's a clean effort and it bounces just beyond Anderson and into the bottom corner. Um, It's a well-struck goal, but it's just allowed way too much time. And it prompted um, Paul Simpson in post-match comments to actually talk about the role of John Mellish and potentially him not having the 
defensive. What did he say? I don't want to put John Mellish in it at all. Um, defensive mindset, maybe, um, or discipline uh, to to be in the position as often as he needs to be in the position in League One, maybe. Uh, and it might force like a little bit of a reshuffle, and we'll 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 kind of see how that affects the way Mellish plays in the squad going forward in the season. But do you think that gap? Was that fault? Do you think this this is this is the Mellish uh, Mellish situation, Liam? Did you did you think this this was something with that? Uh, like, how do you explain these gaps appearing in that in that position? I think we've done quite well at closing people down earlier on in the game, and even after that, it's just this kind of one occasion we don't do it. I think it's it's one of them goals that like it's got they're gonna happen because it is an absolute world. It's from a while out, and, and you can't expect us to. And, and yes, you'd like you'd like to imagine a better team would have not allowed him to be in that much space. But in League One, there's always going to be some instances where people find themselves in space 30 yards out. It's a very much impossible demand for us to say we can't allow anybody to shoot from far outside of the box. Like them, them, They're going to happen, aren't they, realistically? But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's much of, a, of Mellish's fault or anything like that. It's just, it's just a really good goal that I don't think you can do too much about. Yeah. Um. Did you, did Max, Liam, do you guys feel like the, the shape maybe needs to be looked at? Do we need to be looking at more? Um, having a defender in there, or are you, and then maybe letting Mellish go up to the midfield where he can potentially have more freedom. Yeah, well, that's what I was. I was going to say maybe he'll decide to to put Mellish uh, in the more in the midfield, but then it's like who does he replace in the midfield, and has he got the sort of the the passing skills that maybe we want in that position? Um, but you know, you might have to have a conversation with Mellish and um, whether it comes down to him still playing in the same position, but his role just changes. Maybe you can't really blame anyone too much for like a 30 yard goal, in my opinion. So, um, you know, some will be thinking, you know, what what could have prevented that goal, and yeah, you could close him down, but nine times out of ten, that goal's not going in. So, you can't, I don't think it's anything to worry about necessarily. I mean, I think yeah. the only reason Anderson didn't get it is because he was unsighted. So if you try and close yeah. him down, you're just still unsighting him, you know, but you can't tell your defenders, stand aside so the goalkeeper can see the shot coming in. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, things did end that way. It was it was one all. There was opportunities for both sides, but more so, you would say, Lincoln City in the second half. Carlisle played out for a very well-deserved point away from home. But Liam, you did just mention earlier on, it's disappointing that Carlisle United, or you didn't say it was disappointing that Carlisle United didn't win. You said um, that, you know, you felt like we should have won. Um, so you must be disappointed in uh, the result. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, tell us how you feel about just getting a point and, and how do you feel like we should have won it, really? Where were the positions where we missed out? Yeah, it, it's it's more, it, it, it's a thing of I'm disappointed with the result. I'm not disappointed with the performance. Like, because I think a lot of the times, if that penalty decision goes the way it should have, you know, we win it. it it's, and as well, we, we had a lot of the momentum, especially in the first half, we probably should have put it to bed. I think there's a few instances where you tr- we try and do too much with it. Like a lot of it seems to be we're just passing it about the edge of the box where you just want somebody to shoot, or you know maybe we try and do an extra pass or try and make it a little bit too fancy. I think a lot of the times this season as, as well, I think 
like him, like like the shot that went in for Lincoln, I don't think we were doing enough of them kind of shots. We were getting into the positions, but I think a lot of our players are just a little bit too scared to have a shot at times, which is disappointing. But look, even without that, like 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 we've said a fair few times already, if that penalty should have definitely have been given, and uh, yeah, and uh, and it didn't. So we, <laughs> that that that's probably the big chance of where we should have been given it. And you even think of little free kicks that weren't given on the edge of the box that should have been like there was a number of like fouls that we should have got that weren't given. Uh, a few throw-ins. I noticed that went the wrong way, but you know, it, it's it's we we probably should have won it, and we we put in the performance enough. I don't think anyone can deny that we were the better team, especially in that first half. Uh, but yeah, it it, it, it is disappointing. Uh, yeah, Max, do you think that was a well-deserved point away from home, and it gives you the confidence to know that when they come up here, we're going to batter them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Brunham Park's the fortress, but in in <laughs> our position. Um... A point is never a bad result away from home. Um, you know, yeah, we should have won it, but you know, a point on the board still, still um, decent for us. We just have to win the home games now, basically. Um, which I'm, I'm confident we are going to do. I think we will be Derby. Um, we already mentioned uh, the injuries they've got, and uh, I think the the crowds have already um, eight over eight thousand now. Uh, so that'll just keep climbing. Uh, and I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am happy every time when we get a point away from home because uh, it's a bit different to last season where we were quite, kind of expecting to win. Um, not every game necessarily, but, you know, we'd, we'd often put in like a, a run of two or three, maybe four games winning. Uh, that's not going to happen this season probably. So um, I think we've just got to manage expectations a bit. And um, yeah, a point away against a good team like that. Is, yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, and um, I mean, we'll we'll go we'll go yeah. on and uh, we'll we'll nominate our man of the matches for the game, and uh, it's it's a one-all draw. It was yeah. you know everyone's already said it was a well-deserved one-all draw. I don't think there's much more that yeah. we we can sort of like go over on the matter unless you don't feel it was a well well-deserved one-all draw. No, I mean, like I think Lincoln did come into a bit more in the second half, but you know we deserved at least a point. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'll give you the chance to uh, dive in there first on your man of the match uh, for the game. Uh, Callum Guy is a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of attention on Moxon this season, but after I think I criticised him a bit on the in the first couple of games that he hadn't kind of like gotten up to speed with League One yet, but so the last two or three games, he really looks like he is up to speed now, and I thought he was our best player on the day. Okay, okay, fair, fair, Max. Um, well, I've only seen the highlights, really, so I'm just going to give it to Plunge for getting his goal. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's worth a nomination and he's got it. Uh, so for you, Liam? Yeah, I'm making a trio of different people. Uh, I'll go Sean Maguire. I think it, I just, I think he's brilliant. I actually do think he's quality and it was another game where he showed his, his class and he, he should have been rewarded for it by getting that penalty. Um, but yeah, it it just looks really good, and he continued to show that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to make it a quartet of different Ooh. people. Uh, oh. We're going to we're going to go with uh, Owen Moxon for me. Uh, it's 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 a, you know he, he he was provider for the penalty shout. He was provider uh, for the goal itself. He seems to constantly be chipping away in there, and he's added a bit of aggression to his game. He picked up a yellow card in this game, and I don't mind a midfielder that picks up a yellow card every once in a while, especially uh, when referee refereeing decisions are always questionable like they are at this level anyway. Uh, but it's nice to see him at least getting involved, getting in the mix and getting into those conversations at least and getting his name out there, getting his face out there so referees kind of learn who he is and that they can talk to him. I feel like that's important. Communication, definitely, I feel like is important. <laughs> so we've all given different people, uh, lads, and we're going to look ahead to this weekend's fixture. It's at home against Derby County. There's 8,000 tickets already sold as of recording of this episode and uh, I mean it's going to go into double figures without a doubt uh, but I, I don't know how high into those double figures I'm thinking pretty high though I'm thinking pretty high I think they're going to do really well in numbers but we're not here to talk about those numbers we're here to talk about results uh, Max after we heard an extensive match report early on in the episode from Wills who spoke about the fact that Portsmouth rallied and came back for at least a draw against a much fancied Derby County team. How do you feel the Cumbrians are going to be able to fare at what you've already called the Fortress Carlisle? Well, I think we're going to surprise everyone, all the fans in the league, and I think we're going to win 3-1. McGuire's going to score two. Um, And we're going to batter them. So that's my prediction. (laughs) <laughs> I like the confidence. I like the confidence. Liam, do you lack the confidence, though? Or how do you feel about your predictions going into the Derby County game? I'm going to be a little bit less confident. I'm going to go 2-1 to Carlisle. A uh, little bit more conservative in it. But I, I, again, I just think we're going to surprise them. Derby aren't anything special. And, you know, Brunton Park really is a fortress this season, especially with a 10,000-plus crowd. I think I just think we're going to be too much for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I really would. I'd like to see it. But Wills, why don't you yeah. tell us what you'd like to see first? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go one nil to Carlisle. Um, just kind of like steadily decreasing optimism. But I still, you know, I think <laughs> we can win this. Um, you know, I watched the highlights of the Derby game against Portsmouth, and yeah, you know, they're kind of like probably there for the taking. And we are improving massively, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do well. I think we're going to do well. And like you rightly said, they're there for the taking. And like we learned earlier on in the episodes, they can be uh, chip awayable. Teams can work hard against them. And I feel like Paul Simpson puts together hard working teams. And I fancy us. I really do. And I fancy us to even shut them out as well. So I'm going to say 2 0, uh, potentially 3 0. Um, but I'm gonna settle with two. Yeah, I'm go settle for, with two. Go for four nil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on then. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I have to say four nil. Why not? I mean, I don't get any right anyway, so I may as well just say four nil. <laughs> we record these so early on sometimes in the week. I forget what my predictions were anyway. By the time I get to yeah. Saturday, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but lads. Um, you know, we're going to move on uh, to the part of the show where we get to play everybody's favourite game. Oh, yeah. Time for guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Oh, it's called guessing the player. That's right. 
It's called guessing the player, gentlemen. Uh, you might have seen the league table knocking around on our social media, uh, the Blue Army podcast app, Instagram, uh, on social media. Um, and yeah, it's going well for Max. All right, he's he's looking good, uh, but. I've had the fewest games played. I can't say I'm very confident, uh, but you can't be confident with Nil Poix on the board. Uh, but I'm hoping to get on the board. So, Max, Mr. Top of the Leader, your turning clue guide. And my opponent this week is Wills Meister. All right. So, we've, we've got Wills versus Skelly, uh, myself. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird one. Um, last time you were clue master max i think you struck everybody out didn't you yeah it was um who was it sean sean brisley yeah sean, sean brisley yeah struck everybody out but uh you know we're all expecting another big performance from you which doesn't fill me with much confidence unfortunately uh liam you waiting on the wings this week you know you get to relax um you're not doing too badly but <laughs> You know, you look, you sit invulnerable. How do you feel when you have a bye week? Yeah, well, I I, I won the other game earlier <laughs> on today, so you know that that'll have to do for me today. I'll I'll have to beat you all another week. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you're confident. It sounds like you're confident. Um, Wills, are you yeah. confident of getting your first points on the board this season? Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm up against you, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the dark horse, the three-legged horse, definitely at the back of the field is myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm feeling all right. You know, I'm up for it. Off we go. Yeah, let's give it a go. Max, I'm going to hand over to you. Um, it's time for guessing the player. And uh, it's, it's, it's Will going first. Right, so this player, the first first clue is... This player joined Carlisle from Bradford in 2020 and went on to make 73 appearances, scoring five. Uh, sorry, how many appearances and how many goals? 73 appearances yeah. and five goals. Um, is it... Ah, so many ex-Bradford players that I could go through. Amari Patrick. Not incorrect, I'm afraid. Ah, he scored way. He, he definitely Ooh, scored that's, more than... That's who I thought well, it was, to be honest. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember exactly when his first spell was, but I do remember him signing. Um, oh, no, but he went on a goal-scoring run. Um, He went on a goal-scoring run, didn't he? Um, so I think he would have scored more than five. Um, right. Um, but yeah. So I'm going to say... I'll say Jordan Gibson. Incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, we'll move on to the second clue. Um, so he left Carlisle in 2022 um, to join Warsaw. And he came on as a substitute in the 80th minute in the weekend 2-0 loss. <laughs> I've just seen I've just seen is Joe Riley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I saw like the the two faces of the two Liams. <laughs> <laughs> we both got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Have you said it? That is correct. Uh, Have you said it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Congratulations. Well done. Well done, Will. You've got your first two points on the board. Congratulations. You've nailed it. Um, uh, And Max, you know, it's it's a weird feeling when someone gets it and when someone doesn't get it, you celebrate either way, don't you? It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. I don't it's, mind being the quiz master. It's quite good, quite fun. It's the clue guy, damn it! Is that the official title, is it? The yeah. official title clue around guy. here. Yeah. Clue, <laughs> the clue guy. We don't do anything by the book. <laughs> we don't do anything by the book at all. Um, but yeah, you're on the board. You're equal with Liam. Uh, I'm drifting away at the bottom of the league. But next week, I get to take on... Liam and hopefully get myself my first points on the board or potentially Liam you could go into the lead Will Newton, Clue Guide and Max it's your turn to sit out of guessing the player um, you're still sitting pretty Liam Darby yeah the Liam Darby <laughs> <laughs> Max is still sitting pretty at the top uh, we'll see how long that is gonna last for um, lads it's been an absolute pleasure as always and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now bye for for now. now days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.